Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to a brand new episode of ABC, The Amazing Beauty of Creation. And this is our first episode for the new year 2020 or 2020, depending on what you want to call it. Now, we've just entered into an amazing new decade. And although most people say, well, it's just a number, but I mean, there's a lot going on and there's a lot expected to happen in this new decade. I mean, if you look at the 2019s, it was an amazing, amazing decade in terms of technological advancement. I mean, there's so many new technologies that were invented that we can't believe that were under 10 years old, like the iPad. Before the 2019s, there was no iPad between the, the 2010s. There was no iPad, there was no Instagram, and all of these things came into our lives, WhatsApp, in the last 10 years. Now what the next 10 years is going to bring, it's hard for anybody to uh, accurately predict. However, we, we do have certain indicators about what's going to happen. And one of the things that's definitely going to happen is that a lot of science fiction is going to become science reality. Now, in the old days, around about 19... 63 the comic book company marvel came up with a series of comics called x-men and these characters were were genetic mutants in other words they had some alterations done accidentally to their to their genes and that genetic mutation that they went through gave them a an edge over other human beings it gave gave them extra abilities and some superpowers and so they had all these these amazing capabilities fast forward to the 1990s and we saw the emergence of the dinosaur uh, books and movies jurassic park and that was written by the author michael crichton now in the book michael crichton wrote about how scientists found the genes of dinosaurs embedded inside the bodies of the fossilized bodies of, of bugs that bit them and drank their blood. And then they extracted these genes and they spliced these genes with the genes of existing reptiles. And they used that to bring the dinosaurs back to life. Now, back in the day when Jurassic Park came out, this was just pure science fiction and X-Men used to be science fiction. But like I said, it used to be because now we have technology that can make the science fiction into a science reality. Yep, you heard that right. Now, there is a technology. Imagine if I told you there is a technology that can completely change the genetic makeup of any creature, any living being for that matter and make it into something completely different. Imagine if there was a technology that could, for example, remove a gene in a person's body that causes cancer, or to change the gene that gives a person a certain eye color, or a certain height, or a certain hair color, or a certain skin color. Now we know that all of that is related to our genes, but before this we didn't have the knowledge of how to change those genes. But now there's a new technology that actually does that. And scientists are already using that technology 
And in the previous episode, we spoke about how the scientists in Russia are going to bring back animals like the woolly mammoth in, in Siberia. Correct. So I, I think in the previous two episodes, we were discussing DNA and GNA ma- uh, <laughs> gene makeups. And we discussed how they found frozen corpses of certain Ice Age mammals that are now extinct. And using extracted DNA, they were going to try to clone them. But we also raised a, a problem in the previous episode when we discussed that DNA does degrade over time. It, Even though it was frozen permanently, but it's still degraded to some degree. So it's not perfect and you can't just take that DNA and clone it. So what they were doing is they were going to use living relatives of those creatures. Like, for example, the woolly mammoth, they were going to use Asian elephant DNA. They were going to splice it in and they were going to create, so it's not perfect mammoth clones, but hybrids with modern elephants, which will be close enough and resemble the original mammoths. um, So that, I mean, any regular observer will be able to see that that's what a mammoth looks like. And in the previous episodes, we mentioned this, but we didn't exactly mention how it's done. Mm. And that's what this episode, I mean, this is what this, one of the implementations of this CRISPR. It can be used to repair that damaged DNA from those creatures so that it makes it possible f- to bring them back to life. Yeah, and that's, that's the, well, you, you, you let the cat out of the bag. That's the technology that I was talking about. It's a technology that's called CRISPR. Now, CRISPR is actually an acronym, and it stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. That's a mouthful. That's going to be a bit difficult for anybody to remember, but fortunately, everybody just refers to it by its, uh, its acronym, CRISPR. Now, what exactly is CRISPR? Now, let me give you an analogy. The analogy is this. You're typing a document in a word processor and you want to replace a paragraph with a paragraph from another document. So what do you do? You find the paragraph, you select it, delete it, and then you copy and paste the new one. Simple as that. Copy and paste. Now, this CRISPR, in a nutshell, is a tool to do exactly that. It detects certain uh, strings, certain genes, and then it cuts it out and pastes in a new one. It's like a copy and paste tool for human or any creature's uh, genes. Now, just to recap, what, what are genes, right? Now, in every cell in the bodies of living creatures, there is, a, there is the, the genetic material that's inside the nucleus of your, of your cell. And that genetic material holds your genome. It's actually called your genome. It holds information about you, everything that makes up the physical being that you are. It describes every single cell of your body, how those cells operate, and what does your body actually look like, what do you look like, what are your features, etc., etc. Now, often, you know, we see a, a, a kid, we see a child, and we say, well, he's got his, his mom's eyes and he's got his dad's nose. Where did this come from? It comes from the child's genetic makeup. It comes from the genes. And the genes is what what provides the information to form the child in the womb. And that child is born according to whatever genetic material it receives. So we receive our genes from our parents, one from the father, 
one strand from the father, one strand from the mother, and then they they intertwine. And that's why we get certain aspects from our parents, from our father and mother, and maybe something from a grandparent, etc. So this is the, the purpose of genes. So Allah Ta'ala has put this gene inside us as a inf an information storage mechanism. It stores information about who we are and the type of people that we are going to become. And that's why we all have characteristics of our parents, but we look different also. Then you get somebody that has lighter skin or darker skin and different colors of eyes and hair, etc. Now, the trouble with the genetic material is that sometimes there are genes in our bodies that are faulty, that might cause cancer. So, for example, if the father was susceptible to cancer or the mother, then that gene might be inherited by the child. If only there was a way to remove that gene. If we could remove that gene or, or, and, and replace it with a, with a good working gene, that would be great. Now, that is possible. This tool, CRISPR, allows us to do that. So it can home in on a very specific gene, cut that and replace it with whatever we want. So we can replace it with a properly functioning gene that doesn't cause cancer. So that is the CRISPR tool. It's got actually two parts to it. The first part is the search capability. It can search for a specific section of a person's uh, genes. And the second thing it does is that it can cut it out. It can cut out that section and it allows scientists to embed the new section of uh, genetic material into that. Now that's very great. That's amazing as far as curing diseases goes. But it goes beyond that. It goes far, far beyond that to crops and animals. Now, imagine if scientists can make a strand of apples or a species of apples that grow extra large or grow much, much quicker or have much more sweetness in them. Now, with CRISPR, we are able to do that. And we can also do things like... Uh, design a species of mosquito that, that doesn't spread malaria. So rather than making the, the, the entire species extinct, we can make them safe to live with rather than, uh, you know, disease-bearing. So that's the one, that's the other aspect of it. So besides our own bodies curing hereditary diseases, etc., we can also take it into agriculture to make agriculture more efficient, and, and better. We could also apply it to different types of animals. And like you said, Talha, uh, we can also bring extinct species back to life using uh, you know, genetic material. So comparing elephants and mammoths, we can see that elephants and mammoths are, uh, are related. And where we're missing some of the genes of the mammoths, we can replace those with elephants. But that's all the above board things about it, about CRISPR. Now, there's a lot of discussion and there's a lot of debate around whether CRISPR is ethical or not, because that raises questions. The first question that comes to anybody's mind is that this is the work of God. And that's the, 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 the objection that's coming from all religious quarters. And from the Muslim perspective, we say this is the work of Allah Ta'ala. We can't interfere with this. So there's a big ethical question around it, you know, uh, designing completely new species, changing the genetic makeup of a person. These are, these are serious things. You're getting down there into the, 
the, the very essence of what a person is and should we be tinkering with this but it gets worse because there's other applications of CRISPR that are not so savory as curing diseases like for example making a race of superhumans now this has been the stuff of science fiction you know like we mentioned uh, X-Men or uh, a whole lot of other science fiction shows where they, they design these, these killer soldiers that are perfect in every way now theoretically with CRISPR this is possible we can take the genetic makeup from different people and combine them into one child so we can take the best of everybody somebody's physique somebody's brain so for example we can take one of the best soldiers in the world take the the genes that make up their physique and then take the the best scientists in the world and the gene that makes up their, their their brains and combine those and have the super soldier that's not just not just strong and faster than everybody but much more intelligent than than everybody else now this is definitely stepping into ethical gray area this is an ethical a huge ethical gray area should we be doing things like that but it gets worse because certain scientists are now experimenting with crossing genes between species and you can in fact you can buy a home kit right now that does just that it takes the gene of one species and puts it into the gene of another specifically there are certain jellyfish in the depths of the ocean that glow in the dark now there's a gene kit that you can buy a CRISPR kit that you can buy that allows you to extract that gene that makes it glow in the dark and inject it into certain types of bacteria and you can make that bacteria or the yeast or the mold glow in the dark now that is taking the genetic material of one creature and and embedding it into another creature now can we do this with humans is it possible to take the genetic material of another creature and embed it into a human theoretically yes it is possible so for example if some bright spark decides that he wants to embed a human being with the genes that make up a cat's eyes that allow it to see in the dark that give it that type of vision and let a child be born with a cat's eyes theoretically that's within our grasp we still it's still in the experimental stages but it's only a matter of time before somebody starts uh, tinkering with things like that and it's scary what is possible will we someday get a child that's born with wings with CRISPR theoretically possible in fact a uh, scientist in China just designed two children so he designed two children in a lab and those children were born so he he used the CRISPR tool to make designer babies and he chopped and changed genes at his will and then twins were born two little girls were born and they bear the genes that he took from different creatures and he mixed and matched them like you know almost like the Frankenstein monster he mixed and mixed and matched genes and he designed these two babies and and they were born now it's just a matter of time when parents will be able to go into a lab and design their babies they'll be able to say well I want this child to have my father's eyes and my nose and this color hair and that kind of physique so they'll be able to take genes from the parents and the ancestors but also genes from other people and possibly even genes from other creatures 
which is scary. It's really, really scary. And I don't know where this technology is going to go, but it's there. Now, what's the most remarkable part about this uh, technology is that we didn't actually invent it. We stole it. And where did we steal it from? We stole it from bacteria. Now, around about the 1980s, scientists found that there's a type of bacteria that what it does is when a, a virus or some external body attacks it, what it does is it attacks back, it strips that virus's DNA, and then it cuts its own DNA and embeds the virus's DNA into its own. So in other words, it makes the virus's DNA into its own DNA. And what it does is it uses that information to defend itself against those viruses. Crazy. And that's been there for millions of years. This bacteria has had it. So Allah Ta'ala has given it that power. All we did was we borrowed that ability of the bacteria. And now as late as, as recent as 2017, we figured out how to use it. And now scientists are using it all over the place. And they are the good, definitely the good applications of it. Like recently, a group of scientists treated a cancer patient, a patient that had blood cancer. And you know, blood cancer is one of those that's almost impossible to cure. And how did they treat this uh, patient? They extracted some of his blood. They took that, those blood cells and they cut out the genes that were triggering the cancer and they replaced it with normal genes. And they re-injected that blood into this person. And now that blood is spreading in his body and soon it will replace the cancer-causing blood. And he'll have fresh blood that doesn't cause cancer and that will totally eliminate the cancer in his body. How cool that will be. That will be the cure for cancer. That will be the greatest thing for this person. So we can't throw out the baby with the bath water as the saying goes. We can't discount this whole CRISPR technology altogether. But we have to consider the dangers of it. We have to consider the unethical uses that people are going to have for it and the ways that they're going to use it. And there needs to be ethical, there needs to be discussions around the ethics of it, and there needs to be legislations around it. Unfortunately, the technology is moving much faster than the, le the legislations, and so there's no actual rules or regulations around what can be done and what cannot be done with a tool like CRISPR in our hands, and that's the scariest part. But if we can all come to some kind of agreement that this is how we're going to use it, and this is how we're not going to use it, then it's going to be a really great technology. If we're using it to advance healthcare, to produce crops that are more efficient, animals that are more efficient, then why not? It's going to benefit mankind. But if it's going to be used to create super soldiers to uh, kill people, then obviously that's definitely horribly, horribly wrong. That's not the right, definitely not the right way to use it. Or to make designer babies. I mean, ethical questions around that. Shouldn't the parents decide if they want to design a baby or not? So there's a discussion. Uh, there's discussions around that. That's definitely a, a gray area. And to those that say this is you know, the work of Allah Ta'ala, this is the work of God, we can't tinker with this, my answer to that is very simple. If it's something that we were not supposed to touch, we would never have touched it. And it's not as if we are creating something from scratch that is the work of the creator we are simply tinkering with what he already created 
and he's given us the leeway to do it so he hasn't left that to himself entirely he's given us that ability to do it and people are going to exploit it in any case we're not even we're not we didn't even create this technology we're borrowing it from another creature so it is a creation of god it is a creation of allah ta'ala we're simply applying it it's just like you know crossbreeding crops over the years by by cross germinating and cross pollinating crops we've come up now in the 20th century in the 21st century with uh, crops that are far more efficient than their predecessors it's just by cross germinating the best of breed in crops and animals and now we've got the best of breeds with us this is just taking it to another level but there's still questions around the ethical uses of a powerful powerful technology like crispr now that's all we have time for today it's a uh, we're going to have to wrap up this uh, episode we have run out of time but this is a fascinating topic it's a an extremely fascinating topic and definitely something that needs a lot of discussion going forward so if you want to talk about it don't hesitate to get uh, get in touch with us through our social media channels and we'll be very happy to talk about it anyways that's a wrap for this uh, today's episode this has been another episode of the amazing beauty of creation i'm bilal katrada and I'm Talha Kitrada. And we'll catch you in the next episode.